Welcome to the Western Sports Football Club podcast. We've had a couple of weeks hiatus due to the wage demands of the players participating in the pod. We've now settled it in image rights and we've got a lot of matches to ponder this week. Given scheduling demands, I'll be talking to Jake Coombs and Harry Gibbs, but possibly at separate times and we'll be trying to seamlessly fit it together into one glorious chunk. If it doesn't come across that way, then it's probably the fault of your podcast provider. So with me right now is Jake Coombs. Uh, Jake... You've played uh, three matches since we last did a pod, um, and perhaps it's not been the, the greatest month, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, your first game we had was away at Paul Borough, and let's face it, Turling Moor is always a tough place to go. Yeah, incredibly tough place to go. Even when I played for Westerns in, in the under-18s and the reserves a couple of years ago, it was always an incredibly difficult place to go. So I wasn't expecting anything different this time around. We stress that to the lads, but as, you, as you're going to find out in a minute, it wasn't our best day. No. Okay, and it, and it didn't take long and it started badly and we were a goal down pretty quick. Yeah, um, me and Plimps between us has emphasised uh, the need to start fast, but we somehow I think we prefer coming from 1-0 down to start playing. But yeah, uh, a corner's gone in at, at sort of knee height um, and it's ended up in the back of the net, which, it, which wasn't ideal. Um, yeah, poor start, but could we build on that? You'll find out. <laughs> uh, similarly not, and it was not too long and, it, and you're 2-0 down and it's going from bad to worse it is we started with 3-5-2 based on who was available going away from our usual 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 um, we wanted to sort of stop um, conceding so many chances which we had done we, we were leaking a few goals and although we were scoring them we were allowing a lot of chances to, to come towards our goal uh, Pips had two man of the match performances so that, that says a lot in two wins we've had um, the 3-5-2 we thought defending is a 5 and we are defending and, and defending is a 3 when we were going forward would probably suit us but um, maybe an oversight from the management team that it probably wasn't quite working um, however you got a 2 down though and there were there were chances there were a few bright spots there were chances in the game Dan Ewan and Sweeter Joe Jarvis they had they had chances to sort of get us back in the game but on the day it wasn't quite to be no, there, there was a couple of half chances. I thought Plimps was certainly adamant we should have been given a penalty. Um, I wasn't so sure, but I would have taken anything at that point, to be fair. Um, but we just couldn't quite get our we couldn't get our passing game going. We couldn't start dictating the game. We were we looked two or three yards off Paul, to be honest. They looked really up for it, really sharp. Um, they're direct, they're direct side, direct and physical. And I just think on the day, I mean, in the, certainly inside the first twenty minutes, we we just didn't didn't quite adapt to that as well as we wanted to. And perhaps one of the disappointing things was as it went from bad to worse to, to 3 0 to 4 0. Um, a lot of the goals were very similar in how they were scored. Yeah. Um, Half time was probably one of my most difficult team talks that I've had to do this year. I'm not one to shout and scream and rant and rave and chuck things around the changing room. Um, but I made it abundantly clear to the lads that we've got a big squad, uh, players that that want, to, want their sort of guaranteed places and things like that um, I've got to earn them and I said that to them there was a lot of players that we had to drop that, that on that game uh, and a few places to play for abundantly not in our usual formation but still there's, a, there's only 14 we can take every week out of I think of if everyone's available a squad of mid-20s uh, so it just goes to show the depth we've got but uh, yeah going on from there the halftime team talk was, was to basically go out and put it right we went back to a 4-3-3 made a couple of substitutions and went out to try and put it right second half okay and it didn't quite go to plan um, you know we, we did pull a goal back after it got to 4-0 Matty Phillips is a, a good goal from what I hear yeah fair play to him he, he, between him Sweeter and Dan Ewans I think they're the only three that I can give credit for that day and that's me being honest because even at 4-0 down they were still working hard it, it just wasn't, wasn't our day regardless of what we did it didn't work Joe Jarvis had two ruled out for offside one on 
I'm still sure he, he ran from beyond the defender despite his lack of pace, but there we go. Um, but yeah, Phillips has got well taken. Corner's come in, headed out, and he's chested it and put it straight in the top corner. Uh, no celebration, which is which is fair enough. Four one down, but a very good goal. Besides that, and the day ended. It was two two more late goals and a slip to a six one defeat. Obviously, not what we were looking for after two victories and our open two games. Um, so a bad day at the office all round generally. Yeah, uh, a very bad day, and one that I'll always take learnings from between me and Plimps. I, I, I don't. I think defeat always hurts more as a manager; it does a player because you, you question yourself. Even three games in, we, we won two or three, so was, there was no issue whatsoever. But I think it was just the manner of defeat that that got to me. Um, obviously, me and Plimps travelled down together, so the the hour journey on the way home, we sort of picked apart what we could and couldn't do better, and maybe who could improve and who couldn't improve so it was it's all learning curves we're not going to win every game this year but like I said the manner of defeat was was the most disappointing aspect okay so moving on from that then that was a uh, one week down the next week uh, again we'll just sort of briefly touch on this we played uh, home to Broadstone um, and even the the games where you'd won the first two weeks you sort of said previously like you'd started slow and you started slow last week and, and you were looking for that quick start and, and in this game you actually got one yeah we're, we went back to a 4-3-3 uh, we'd swapped Stobbs to the left hand side and in the games we had he, he looked a lot dangerous on the left hand side um, I don't want to take credit for it but I am going to mention I did do a little warm up drill with the front three and we put that straight into the game so one you're not going to mention no, it but not going to mention it but um, yeah it put us one nil up and I was like we started for the first 15-20 minutes I couldn't fault it was superb me and Plimps are really, really happy. But I think once the first goal went in, the longer it went without us getting a second, we started to get a bit nervous and forcing passes and rushing things. In um, Brawlstone come, they, they were very, very, I think, two banks of four, two quick strikers, very, very direct and, uh, again, similar to Paul. Um, they had a 53-year-old man in set midfield that absolutely bossed it, which... I'm still pulling my hair out about now because that shouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, two set pieces, uh, a penalty and a free kick. The free kick first, no complaints over the free kick. He stepped up, he's put it around the wall, keep aside, but it's got a good pace on it. It's gone in for one all. Um, and then again, our lack of urgency to defend the ball over the top has put their striker in. Pip's come out, he's round a pip, he's gone down. And then we find ourselves 2 1 down at half time due to two set pieces and two shots on target. Yeah, so a little disappointing, but we are where we are, and we go in the second half, and obviously we're hoping to, to come back again. We're at home, you know, we're back at Alberton, hoping to be strong and hoping the week before was a blip, but, um, and they get another one, and it's another long ball. Yeah, uh, we, we were pushing, and we had a few chances. Uh, I think Morley had one, uh, Javo had one, Storms had a shot from the edge of the box that the keeper saved, um, and then they've picked the ball up probably 40 yards, Bent, uh, it's a decent pass, but it's, it's a striker that's got in between two centre-halves, which is a type of goal I hate to concede because it just takes one to shout to the other one where he is. Um, in this in this 3-1, and then heads drop. Um, so we made a couple of substitutions, changed the shape a little bit to go a bit more expansive and try and get some more body forward. Um, again, had more chances, but couldn't quite get ourselves back in the game. OK, and then obviously pushing to, to, get, to get back in the game. We end up conceding the fourth and it finishes 4-1, so a bad bad couple of weeks really, but looking forward to the next game. Yeah, uh, two two massive learning curves. Um, like uh, I sort of said to Harry about it during the week, that we'll always learn stuff about our players, what works and what doesn't work for them. Um, and that, that'll be throughout the season, not just based after to four or five games. Um, it wasn't the manner of the defeat, I just think we didn't take our chances and in fairness, 
Broadstone probably had five shots and scored four goals, so wasn't incredibly disappointed with the performance, but the result not ideal uh, based on the previous week. So ten goals conceded in two games. I hate conceding goals, but yet to keep a clean sheet. So it was up to us to, to go back to training Tuesday and try and put it right the following Saturday. Okay, thank you, Jake. Right, we've been joined by uh, first team manager Harry Gibbs now as well. So um, just as we've done with Jake Harry, we're going to have a little quick overview of the first couple of games of the month. Uh, so our f- first game since our last podcast was uh, home to Bridport. Um, yes, it seems like a long time ago now, and it probably was. But um, we had a few players missing. We had a little bit of a reshuffle, um, and we, despite that, we had a, a decent start to the game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got off to a flyer, to be honest. I don't think either side had settled before uh, we got our first chance, and I think Mally sort of. Uh, pressed hard and he worked and he went and shut the keeper down and it put them under pressure I think forced a mistake and then he laid it on to Luca who just sort of had the an open open goal and he obviously buried it and so it's a great start and things are going pretty well for half an hour and couldn't really see much happening but all of a sudden it's level yeah I'm just trying to uh, jog my memory how they eat close to be honest yeah, it's just a long, I think it's just a long ball at the back post Header back across and yeah, I think I think once they obviously we had um, Wakes and Dicker missing that day, didn't we? And we reshuffled a little bit, and I think it took us a while to settle and get used to the the, the five, well three at the back with the, the two wing backs. And I think we were at six and se- sixes and sevens at, for most of the first first half, to be honest. And I think um, yeah, that they had a few chances, and obviously they took. A couple of them. Possibly the most sort of notable talking point of that first half was our second, put us 2 1 up. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, Bridport were complaining long and hard about it, but you're struggling to see why. It's The ref gives us a free kick in our half, Barrett takes it very quickly, smashes it over the top to Josh, who finishes. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it, and yet they, they kept going on and on. I mean, what, what, was, what was wrong? What were they complaining about? I, th- I think they were just looking for any excuse, weren't they? Because we caught them cold just one, and it was one direct ball over the top and I think they were just all looking at each other going, well, he's got to be offside, but he was no way offside and we, uh, yeah, we just caught them cold and they were obviously looking for somebody to blame and can find anyone. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, and another notable thing, I mean, Will Island having a shot cleared off the line is uh, something to mention as well. Jesus <laughs> I honestly don't remember that. <laughs> Blocked it for your mind, fair enough. Uh, and with great disappointment, literally just before half time, we concede. Second time they've come back and levelled the game. Um, not what we wanted, really. No, it was really frustrating because it was a short throw in, and then Matey's turned and travelled probably five yards without anyone even coming within like three or four yards of him. And obviously, his shot was a bit tame, and Cuffy would probably admit he should have done better to hold the shot. Um, but yeah, it was very frustrating because that close to half time, you want to keep tight and make sure you get in with the lead. And it certainly changed our half time teams, hooked in it. And you made a few tweaks at half time, you brought on Tim Trev- Trevitt for his debut, and he had a pretty immediate impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we um, I think we went to four at the back and then played a diamond in midfield and tried to keep. Because the front two were still, or the moments they did have, they were working really well. So we tried to sort of uh, take control of the midfield with the four. And yeah, as soon as Tim came on, he had a, an immediate presence. He's sort of, he had a leap, leap header, didn't he, early on that got cleared. And yeah, very good. Yeah, no, he certainly made an immediate impact. Could he have been offside? Not from my memory, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, 
I don't know, it's a difficult one. I thought when it came in, he was in the goal when the oh, ball was played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So potentially, I mean, I'm not saying he was because I think there might have been defenders in there as well. Of, so a couple of deep defenders. But right it, there, it might have been a bit tighter than we would have liked. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was a tough one. Without being level, you know, no, it's difficult to tell. But it's, yeah. give the attackers benefit of the doubt. Absolutely, well done, linesman. <laughs> Um, and from then on it's sort of you know we dominated that second half didn't we the, the change suited us and, and we started to create chances and we create chances and then and then the next goal uh, to make it 4-2 was a, was a lovely finish by well great through ball and a fantastic finish by Barrett yeah yeah it was a fantastic uh, finish from Barrett he, um, he does like those um, sort of forward runs doesn't he and he, he, sometimes he can find himself some space because he's running from so deep he doesn't generally get picked up but yeah, he made a great and their line was pretty high as well wasn't it so yeah. I think it was just a simple clip ball over the top and Barrett was away and he, so he took it well to be honest <laughs> yeah and talking of decent finishes then we made it five <laughs> uh, I think it was just a, a lucky 50 yard run and, and finish so we'll bypass that um, <laughs> and um Finished off by the game really rounded off was a great finish from Jacob Manley. Yeah, yeah, it was really good to see Jacob uh, come on and score because he certainly needs needs a goal and he's been very patient in the first team as well. And uh, yeah, it was a perfect run and he took it very well. Terrific finish from I don't know 18, 20 yards. Absolutely leathered it past the keeper, didn't he? And um, one of the one of the I mean not not I hesitate to call it highlights particularly, but Nick Voss was sort of through. You think he's nailed on the scores somehow the keeper pulls off an amazing save and he has one of the most amazing blocks you've seen on the line it just wasn't going to be his day in front of goal was it no no you've got to feel for Nick there because he <laughs> and I don't think he could have done much more but the keeper just pulled out two worldies didn't he yeah, absolutely that's the way it goes sometimes so 6-2 victory against Bridport uh, a game of two halves but certainly we, we played well the second half so that was good uh, the next week we were away at Hamrack and this was a this is this is a weekend which um, <laughs> <laughs> was was not not the best of weekends for us. Obviously, there was the um, the issue with the representative game, the league representative game being on and off and on and off and moved and on and then on the following weekend. So um, obviously, all the, all the teams were told in good time that the game would be on, and we had a few players away. But they sort of, we sort of made most of them available come the end, didn't we? Yeah, I think I think it ended up only two or three that we actually were missing, which was Steve. Will and Tim so three midfielders which is a shame but I mean we went down there with more than strong enough squad and I think all the rep players were obviously available and yeah we still had a good enough side to go down there with and the day didn't start off that well because our minibus got a puncher on the A37 cars streaming by we had to get the police out the whole traffic while we changed the tyre yeah PC Plumley sort of uh, came into his own there didn't he uh, so it's held the traffic well but yeah, it's pretty unfortunate to Sort of obviously, you go down there, so I'm not properly prepared then, and sort of rush in when you get down there for your, uh, for your warm ups. It's not a frustrating start to the day. No. And the referee could have been a little more understanding? Yeah, well, he told me 20 minutes was the same, same length of time they had to warm up. <laughs> I mean, luckily, their manager agreed that we should have 15 minutes extra, <laughs> so that was lucky. <laughs> Very nice of them, and uh, they were pleased we got there as well. And well, come the end of the game, even more pleased probably we turned up. So there we go. But the, I mean, the game started, and they handwreck as you expect had a lot of possession, but not a lot of chances. And if there were chances at any end, it was where we were attacking. Yeah, I think uh, they did have majority of the ball early on, but we were more than comfortable. The shape looked good. Uh, they, like I say, they weren't coming, they weren't going through us at all, and we had three decent crosses into the box one two chances and you thought another day and 
I think if the front line had been a bit sharper on their toes and anticipated a couple of balls that did come in, we could have easily gone ahead down there. Yeah, there's a couple of decent balls that weren't capitalised on there, and I think Josh with a shot on the turn was very with a fantastic block or save. It was just crowded, but yeah, it yeah. could have been different, you know. Yeah, yeah, we had two or three corners as well, didn't we? And we just we always felt that the counter attacks were working well, and it was a shame we didn't capitalise on it. And then they do take the lead, and well, there's no stopping that, is there? Really? I mean, we could argue. Well, there is the debate amongst our team whether it was or it wasn't a free kick, but yeah. I mean, it take it was some finish. Yeah, I mean, whether it was a free kick or not, it was still 35 yards yeah. out, I think. And I, still, I think somebody who was watching actually filmed it, and we watched it again afterwards, and it was every bit as good when you watched it back. <laughs> you think, well, you can't really do a lot about that. So fair play to him; it was a cracking finish. And that sort of messes up a little bit we sort of started playing silly passes at the back and passes not reaching each other and we almost gave them a couple more goals in between yeah I think at times we sort of sh- we showed the age of, the, of our side and we sort of like I think it, that that sort of setback against a good side almost beat us a little bit and we, we just sort of sense switched off panicked a bit just like I say clipping pointless balls and doing things that we weren't doing early on and it was a shame because then they did sort of the next 10-15 minutes really sort of take over the game because of that. And the second goal was a bit of a bit of a hammer blow, really. Yeah, I mean, Cuffey sort of, you know, I mean, he all admit it was it was a howler from him to be honest. And he, uh, you know, we, we but that that being said, there was mistakes all over the pitch. And like I'm not being funny, we gave the ball away so cheaply so many times that that and that was inevitably inevitably going to happen at some point. Like they were knocking on the door continuously then. Yeah, frustrations were growing. We we started to slip a little bit. Jack Dicker got simbins, and we ended the half at, at two 0 However, we we started the second half really well, and you know, literally from kick off with the probably the our best move of the game, and the ball's in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we literally came off straight from kick off, didn't we, and just flew at them. And we, yeah, I don't, yeah. We thought we'd scored, but unfortunately, it didn't, wasn't allowed. <laughs> Lovely move, um, given offside. Fair enough. And then, literally, again, three minutes later, probably two minutes later, even less than five minutes in the first half, the next game-changing incident, Josh sees a red card. and um, Well, it's, it's a red card, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think um, from where I was sort of stood, it did look like he'd gone over the top of the ball, but I don't think it was in any way intended. I think like he was all, the ref had already blown and given him the free kick. And obviously the guy was pulling his shirt back, pulling his shirt back, and I think Josh genuinely went for the ball. Unfortunately, sort of like the guy's foot almost trapped the ball dead, and it's sort of like Josh sort of, I don't know, sort of where his impact sort of took him over the ball and then hit the guy in the shin, which, I mean, you can see why the ref's giving it, definitely. I mean, you can, you, I don't think we can argue the red card. I think, I mean, if, if their players realise there's no, absolutely no intent in it. The mm. fact that he's being fouled and being dragged back just sort of leads to him going over it. And I guess our disappointment in the long run, not at the time, we didn't know, obviously, but Josh has been given a, a three-game ban for, like, reckless challenging with intent, whereas we would say it was a careless tackle for should be a one-game ban, really. But it's done now and he's, he's going to have to sit out for three games yeah it's going to be a huge loss for us I mean Saturday just gone was the first one so hopefully uh, it gives a chance to other people as well doesn't it but he's obviously a massive loss for our team for three games and we reacted well with 10 men I mean we were actually pushing them back and trying to get the goal weren't we yeah it was, our, it was actually our best spell of the game and we really did 
No, like we came out really well second half from the start, didn't we? And then we kept that going, even going down to ten, and it didn't. Nobody dropped their heads. We kept ourselves. We were for, trying to force them back as much as possible. And where like, early on we allowed them to have the ball, we actually took a different approach, and we we went man for man, and we were brave, and we actually took the game to them, and we, we were really good in that little spell, or that fifteen minute spell. And if there's one thing that was level in the game come the end, it was ten v ten. Hamrek player got sent off. Nice little move again. Malik gets through, brought down. No, no arguments over the sending offs as much as there wasn't really over hours. No, no, he was last man, and obviously because he was outside the box, it was red. I mean, maybe we would have favoured him being inside the box and taking the penalty, or maybe or maybe letting Malik go yeah, for the score. Let, yeah. let Malik score. You, let, you just don't know, do you? you? Just, but yeah, you know that was obviously what looked like it was going to be our best chance of the game, and he he had to. I suppose he didn't have to bring him down, but he did bring him down because he thought that was the right decision at the time. But it was definitely a red. And eventually, obviously, we're we're down. It's ten v ten now, and we're still pushing. We're still on top, really. And in the end, with probably five or six minutes to go, one counter attack does for us. Well, it was just one ball over the top, wasn't it? It was like we were knocking on the door. We couldn't make anything clear cut. I suppose we weren't really. There weren't like a big chance to be missed. And um, but they did. They literally put one ball over the top again in a, a good area, and it just caused a little bit of confusion in our back line. And obviously. The, 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 the George Webb he's, he's a great player and he sort of in them situations he ain't going to miss and he, he was very cool and he finished it yeah and then perhaps with five minutes to go at 3-0 down were we a bit naive because we sort of still went for goals instead of just going okay we're down here 3-0 defeat we'll take that but, you know and we ended up losing five because we couldn't stop ourselves attacking well yeah we thought that we would go from th- Forcing our four defenders down to three, down to two, and see how that works out for us. And it quite clearly didn't work very well because they were just going forward and they were like just coming straight through us. And it was a shame because I think the, the third goal really did knock the stuffing out of us. And everyone at that point had tried so hard to get themselves back into it. And obviously, when you get a hammer blow like that, I think everyone just sort of dropped their heads and stopped working as well. So it was a shame. And we know that, I mean, I think everybody knows Hamrek are a great side in possession. They play lovely football, they keep the ball, they move it around well, they, they drag you from left to right, waiting for the right time to create space and play that ball. But it, as much as that, having played them again, it's, it's their work rate when they haven't got the ball, the closing down, the pressing. Um, I mean, they're, they're a very good side, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, they always seem to do the right things, don't they? They're, they're clever players. They don't, I don't think they waste energy at all. They're always, when they are working, this in the right areas where they are pressing and when they're working. And they're, they're all sort of in cohesion with each other as well. This, they are, they're a good outfit. You see why they've won the league back-to-back times and look very much on course to do it again at the moment. OK, right. Jake, let's come back to you. Um, tell you... The patient now. Next game away at Tisbury. Uh, Tisbury last year obviously involved in a, a three-way title race with uh, ourselves and, and Mia, and uh, they obviously came out the worst of three. But obviously a strong side. And after your two defeats, you know this is going to be a tough game and a hard place to go. Yeah, uh, me and Plimps were. were I don't, worried isn't the, isn't the right word. Maybe apprehensive. They'd scored I think twelve goals in two games, and we conceded ten. So on paper, probably a bit of a recipe for disaster. Um, but we, we had a, a strong squad, to be fair. We'd, we'd had Jacob drop down for minutes. Steve Flynn has stepped in for minutes with us. Um, so we were confident with the squad we had. Um, we went back to a normal 4-3-3 shape. Um, yeah, you'll find out in a second what we did. Okay. Excellent. So um, 
you know, it's, it's good here. You know, you had the two defeats and we've gone out and again, but started well and strong, aggressive when you needed to be and, and you know, looking like a side who wants to win this game. Yeah, uh, we, we got down there a bit earlier. Did the warm up a bit earlier, then we had a, we had a nice long chat when we went in, um, and it was just about not just starting quick, but being aggressive in the right areas. We were almost too nice to play against since the start of the season. It was almost as if if teams can get in behind us, they score at will. And we didn't really have a, a lot of nastiness, isn't the right word? But we didn't have a lot of grit and determination to really grind things out. Um, we we made a lot of changes. So so Cuffy had dropped down. The first one didn't have a game, so we had Cuffy and go. Uh, Scott and Todd, Morgan at centre-half, brothers pairing with Yui and, and Stephen at full-back. So a very, very young back four. Um, but if I'm honest, one in which me and Plimps had a lot of faith in. Tom Aitken come into anchor midfield alongside Java and Sweeter. So a really, really good technically and hard-working midfield. Jacob through the middle with uh, Max Browsville and Stobbs either side of him. And, and the work rate was great. I mean, pressing Tisbury, you know, they couldn't get into any sort of rhythm and, you know, you're taking the ball off them and that's exactly what you want to see, really. Yeah, straight away from the off, I think a couple of minutes in, I turned and said to Plymouth, we looked really up for this today. Um, we were, I say, flying into tackles. The tackles were there, the aggression was there, the pressing as a unit was there, which is, which is what we sort of emphasise you want to do. There's no good Jacob as a nine doing doggies between two centre-halves unless a, a wide forward's going to come and help him because it just ties them out and uh, they, they play out quite easily. So they, um, they had a centre midfielder that was dropping in quite deep. Um, one of the midfielders was going with them every time and they were getting frustrated going back to the keeper misplaced, misplacing passes and um, I think Plimps had their manager on strings inside the first two minutes by saying we were pressing into mistakes he didn't really like that um, but he'd, he'd done their job because even the manager the first two minutes seemed was frustrated about how they were playing so the first five minutes was all us So Plimps has been taking lessons out of Ben's book has he mind winding about the opposition management? <laughs> I don't think he needs any lessons because me, me, Ben and Liam had this conversation at the training the other day I think me and Harry are probably the two placid two it's like having two children next to us on the sideline sometimes <laughs> and you have to say you don't have to say that no you don't need to say that to the ref you know, just, but to be fair to Plims he, he said his little bit to the manager and then he, and then he, he sort of said I'm done now for the game he, he got him and that was that so fair play to him for keeping it quiet <laughs> well done Plims uh, right so you, you know the, the game's going on you starting to create some chances um, Jacob, Max, Stobsy they all had opportunities yeah, uh, we, we had some, I think Plimps knows their keeper, he's really good friends with him, he said he, he's a good keeper and he made some really good saves to be fair, but um, the most pleasing aspect was the amount of chances we were creating, I was just getting a little bit edgy towards half time that I would have been disappointed to go in at nil-nil, um, a corner's come in, um, actually no, it wasn't a corner because Sweet was on them, but a ball's went into the box, it's come out to Sweet on the edge of the box, it's a cracking strike. It's going about 20 yards wide, but it deflects and goes in, so fair play. I mean, I'll give him a go. I did the same for Joe Jarvis at Stallbridge, and we go in 1-0, um, uh, which was a really good first-half performance. Uh, to go in at there 1-0, I, I would have took before kick-off. So. so, can we just clarify, would, would the uh, dubious goals panel have given it to Sweeter or not? Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, well on sweet, it will give it to you, no problems. <laughs> so, so one nil, one nil to us at half time, and you know that's back to the sort of level of performance that you're looking for after those sort of two. Let's hopefully call them blips. Yeah, um, one thing I did emphasise is doing our jobs in the right areas. I think we what we did allow when I said about it's been too nice to play against is people to turn and get at us. Um, I emphasised to Tom Aitken that he needs to protect that back four and to be fair to him he was absolutely outstanding um, and smart as well uh, I don't like to say it but cynical fouls when we need to we're on the break um, a little tug of the shirt in there not that it's 
not the right way to play the game, but sometimes you need to, <laughs> you need to be a bit smart to play against. There's a lot of young lads in there in that side that probably don't have the, the know-how. Um, we call it cheating, I call it smart, but it was uh, yeah. So we went for the second half, more chances. Um, probably should have been two or three up, and then we go into 75 minutes, and a few things changed. I think it's cheating if you get caught and smart if you don't. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so they, obviously they're one 0 down. The Tisbury come out for the second half and they're putting on the pressure. But you know you're keeping the right shape, working well as a unit, and and stopping them from creating anything. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the out possession work was absolutely fantastic. I mean, there was probably a, a spell in the second half just before the 75 minute mark where for 15 minutes we were probably penned in our own half, balls in the box, but. Not once did I ever look at Plimps or chat to him and say we look a bit vulnerable because we were we were so excuse me well organised and well drilled. The, the communication was there, uh, the aggression was there to go and win the ball. And to be honest, I, I think I probably would have been happy for them to just sit and put the balls into the box between uh, Scott and Todd. Another not the tallest, they were winning absolutely everything in the air. With the fullbacks mocking up behind them. It was it was a really good defensive display second half. Yeah. And- you had a couple of chances to make it 2-0 as well, but not to be again. Yeah, a couple for the, for the front three. Jacob had a couple. Obviously, he's not, he's not played a lot of minutes through the form of the, the lads in the first team, so that's, that's natural. A striker needs minutes to, to score goals and get on the score sheet. He, everything else he was doing uh, was absolutely perfect. His hold-up play, his channel running. Uh, he looked a bit of a handful that day, which was nice to see to him. Um, and he was working his socks off. So, yeah, it was just could we get that second goal to kill the game off, really. And then, like I say, so 12 minutes to go. Well, not disaster, but the unfortunate strikes, and we concede, and it's one all. Yeah, I think it, to be fair, it was the, the player midfield had gone past two or three, and he, he stood in that striker who, was, who had a good game, but he didn't do a lot. He looked good technically on the ball with a lot of uh, nice fancy turns and that, but with the, how aggressive we were off the ball, we were just sending him backwards every time. So, but on this occasion, he's turned one of the centre halves. Um, Edge of the box, Cluffy no chance, he's, he's still stood, he's just drilled it in the bottom corner, it's caused a mass celebration for them because they'd actually had a goal ruled out for offside, um, which was Stonewall offside, um, just asked George Weston, he was linesman, that flag was straight up, um, it, like I say, it's, it's gone one all, there's mass celebrations for them, um, gutting, I was, I was really, really disappointed, I was just about to bring Phillips on to shore it up and try and see out a one nil, but we had to change the plan um, and, and go from then, how we could react. Okay, and um, so... I mean, talk us through it. How did you react, Jake? Well, straight away, to be fair to him, one of the one of the defenders has gone and got the ball from the net, put it straight on the spot, which was good to see. The encouragement was there to go to to go again and get the winner. Um, I, did, I didn't need to emphasise that to the lads; they, they knew that themselves. Um, and I think it was about 90 seconds later. We've, I think it's Scott Morgan. He's put in Stobbsy. Stobbsy's on the corner. One of the lads has swung it in, Scott's had a header, the keeper saved, and then he's, he's made sure he's put the rebound in to make us 2-1. So, to be fair, well-deserved. We just didn't take our chances, but I was really, really happy with the reaction to go and one also late on because it showed a lot of character for the young lads to, to go in and go put ourselves in the lead again. It's a great reaction, just a couple of minutes later, banging anyway, and five minutes later, it's game over. Yep, made a couple of changes, so Sam Fuller come on um, and Phillips come on. George Weston also, also come on, two lads struggling because... They've worked their socks off, so no arguments with that. Um, and we, they, Tisby have pushed on, uh, and we've we've left Stobbsy and, and Jacob uh, up there. In uh, Stobbsy's gone through, squared Jacob, and to be fair to him on his weaker side, a fantastic finish to to wrap the game up at three one in one that a well, really well deserved goal and a really well taken goal for him. So, yeah, three points for us, which is exactly what was needed. And a, and a, you know the way to put it right after a couple of disappointing weeks.
Absolutely. Um, the result was pleasing, but the, perfor- the performance was probably the most pleasing aspect. We looked absolutely dominant for, for 85 minutes, to be honest. The goal was a, lit- was a decent goal, I'll take that. Take it on the chin when it's a good goal, you just say well done and move on. But I was really, really impressed, and I stress out to the lads at that. That level of performance every week, there's not a lot of teams in the league that I don't think will be able to cope with that, especially, like I said, the aggression off the ball, the, uh, the, the defensive shape, the working out of the possession, and, and how much we create chances going forward at, at ease, really. So, yeah, really, really pleasing for me and Plymouth. OK, so at the moment we currently sit in fifth place in the Dorset Senior League. We've played five, won three, lost two. We have nine points. Sturmitz to Marshall lead the way. We're having five out of five. 15 points, they're doing very well. Broadstone, who we one of the teams who beat us, are also unbeaten, having played five and drawn... Uh, played five, won four, drawn one. At the next couple of weeks, we've got tough games. We're home to Mir on Saturday, which is last year's runners-up versus last year's winners. Obviously, so that's going to be really tough. And, and the week after, it's a, it's a trip to league leaders Sturmitz to Marshall. We were five for five, so... You're going to need to be on form the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think these are the games I look forward to, to be honest, because this is the games that the lads need to be up for. I don't, you don't need me and Plimps to sit in the change rooms and, and G lads up for games like that. As I said in the chat to this week, it's Mira at home. I don't need to say any more than that. Obviously, um, Mira a strong side, physical, physically fit, some really, really talented players. Um, and it will be, certainly be a tough test, but we need to make sure we're disciplined aggressive in the right way on and off the ball again and carry on from that Tisby performance in, and hopefully to pick up three points again we go to Sturminster the week after it's not going to be an easy one but we'll go and see what we can do if we work hard and do the right things in the right places hopefully we'll pick up six points and unfortunately the last weekend we've got to touch on this I'm afraid last weekend um, we had a cup game away at Paul Borough we were unable to raise a side um, it's I mean Everyone's opinion is different on this. I mean, I've I've been here a while, but my opinion is that when you when you agree to play football, you you commit to every Saturday for ten months. When you've got as many players out as you did, it's frustrating. Yeah, frustrating is probably an understatement because I'd had a few that Saturday after the Tisby games. I'm not here next week, and I can deal with that. We should have a big enough squad to cope with that. As Harry will probably tell you in a minute, I. I'd put in seven days for three or four players to, to get that game on a Saturday. I'd been to the under-18s under train on Thursday to get lads signed on. And then when you get in what you'd probably deem senior players, pull out on a Friday night, it's not ideal. Um, but what, what can I do? I'd been on that phone non-stop all week trying to get players in. It was disappointing because I, I think the Resi's got to that cup final a couple of years ago and ended up playing a DPL team. So it doesn't look great for, for a club of our stature, should I say, in that league. And the lads knew how disappointed between me and Plimps we were. Um, but like I said, playing for places and availability is key. Like you said, if you're going to play football, you need to be available for 10 months. Um, I'm not going to go and watch Liverpool anytime soon on a Saturday because of this, so it, that's the way it is. There we go. That's the end of that month. So, uh, but uh, you know, last game was a good reaction and we're looking forward to the Mere game on Saturday. So, Harry, back to you. So, our last uh, home game, uh, we had a week off in between because of what should have been the league representative game and then... Yeah. Our, the league opposition withdrew. <laughs> Fantastic to qualify for the next round with a walkover. It's um, obviously disappointing, really, because you, you, you want to go through on a victory, don't you? But a next, a next round in Guernsey is a nice trip for the lads, so that would be something good. Um, but we had a, a, a break from Dorset Premier League action and we played Westfield in the Somerset Senior Cup. Uh, Westfield, who are riding high in the Somerset Premier League, so I think if they got a couple of games in hand, but if they win them, they'd go second. We're second in the Dorset Premier League. This is going to be a, not the draw you want in the second round, really, is it? No, no. I mean, it was 
quite an evenly matched draw, wasn't it? And it was looking at the way they were doing, we knew we certainly had a game on our hands. And knowing how we performed in that competition last year, like we played a team from a league below every round and made it hard work every round. So you, you know, every game's going to be difficult if you uh, if you don't apply yourselves properly. And we, we 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 were more than aware that we were going to have a tough game Saturday. And the game started, I guess, relatively slowly both teams sounding each other out really just prodding and probing but but nothing nothing too energetic in the first 10 or 20 no it was very quiet first 10 wasn't it? I think both like you say both teams are feeling each other out trying to figure out what shape the opposition was playing and no one sort of t- t- took control of the ball or anything did they it was very it was quite it was probably poor game to watch early on to be honest it was quite sloppy from especially from us and they they weren't really causing us any problems with the ball either and unfortunately, reasonably early, I guess, overall, was it not too long? And we sort of gave away a goal and it was probably relatively avoidable. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, Wakes had already come over to the bench and expressed that he'd had a migraine and he was sort of, uh, he'd just taken some paracetamol and got back on the pitch. And before he knew it, um, the ball had gone over the top and he was uh, sort of trying to shepherd the ball out and like holding the, their striker off. Um, I mean, he played a short pass, very uncharacteristic of Wakes. And I think he'd rather have probably not been in that situation yeah, yeah. at that time, to be honest. Um, yeah, and it was obviously far too short of Cuffy in there. Their guy took it and went straight round Cuffy. Fair enough, so we're 1-0 down. And I mean, we recovered from that um, quite well. We were sort of certainly getting into dangerous areas, but maybe without making the sort of clear-cut chances. Yeah, we, we had... Uh, Dicker's Dicker's throwing was um, causing them a lot of problems, and they, they were. I think to be honest, an open play. We weren't creating anything, but the ball. We were getting these throw-ins and chucking some some good balls in the box. And to be honest, it was frustrating that we didn't capitalise on them because one of them bounced twice across the six-yard box, and it was quite frustrating to see. To be honest, yeah, that's, you know, at least that's positive side, isn't it? You are making chances ish. Well, not making chances, but you're in the right areas. You sort of feel like it. It might be coming, and uh, obviously Ollie Wake he has to come off eventually with his migraine, and it's a bold move. You take him off, and Louis Morgan comes on. Yeah, well, the original idea was to keep the shape and drop Baz back in the sweeper because I know he's played there before, and then Morgs was going to come in and hopefully provide us with a bit more of quality with the ball as well. But um, I mean, I work obviously with Wake's. He's very much, I think, our general, to be honest, and he's always the guy sort of dictating where people are and where they should be. And I think you could see from the off, the migraine was affecting him quite a bit. And he, he was obviously with, without his voice there. I think a lot of players are sort of walking around not knowing where to be and not, not doing the jobs they should have been. And the next one, I guess, major action is there's a, there's a decent shot by one of their players. It's an absolute screamer, probably from 25-ish yards, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Great save by Cuffy tipping it onto the bar. Yeah, it's a fantastic save. Um, he, he caught it really well, and Cuffy had to be on his toes for that one, and he certainly made a blinder of a save there. And like at this point, we seem to be sort of getting a little bit frustrated, but mostly with ourselves. It just wasn't quite ticking or happening, and we, there was a growing frustration out on the pitch, wasn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah. Every everyone I could see certain players arguing amongst themselves. Um, and like I say, when we've got the ball back, I, th- I think nine times out of ten we gave it away. It was so sloppy and all all over the pitch, to be honest. And 
eventually it was, we were getting like this and, and then it's 2-0 it's and, and again it's, it's it's just a low ball into the box and free tapping at the back of the back post yeah yeah I mean this, just everything looked wrong didn't it? the shape wasn't right and I mean like the, 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 the winger had sort of a free run in on Houch Houch wasn't protected at all and uh, the, yeah the ball across the box and, and there's the free man at the back post and nobody's picked him up and you think like the whole move was just shocking from us to be honest and from all over the pitch and it was frustrating to see well, that, I mean, that did wake us up a little bit. I mean, obviously, you'd hope it have, would have to, and it, and it did. We, we did grow into it a little bit then, and sort of maybe some half chances going. Louis Morgan with a couple of efforts that sort of went, you know, just past the post, and you sort of feel like, well, you know, we're not a million miles out of this, are we? No, I think we always knew, like, we were in the game, and like you say, it was, I think Dick is throwing again from when Tim flicked it on, and uh, it fell to Louis, and he sort of blazed it over, but we always knew once we got the ball moving and once we were doing started doing the right things and probably pressed them a lot harder as well because we let them have far too we were far too kind to them we looked, we knew if we upped our game we'd be more than in the game and the half time words were quite stern yeah I was just frustrated to say the least because I think some some days you know when things aren't going your way you know certain players don't do have their off days but you always know when people are giving you 100% and you could tell there was players out there not giving you their all and I think like you know the sloppiness of the passing and things like that it was just like it was almost like a lack of concentration it was just like people were just in second gear and not really I suppose awake to be honest and like, we, they, I think we just everybody needed a bit of a shake up at half time and, and they certainly got one and, and we started the second half like we'd had a bit of a rollicking really and there was a lot more intent about us a lot more purpose the possession was better we grew into it the signs were good and you know it's a nice move uh, Louis Morgan put in Trev so at the post you know starting started well yeah yeah I mean even like Mal moved out onto the right and Luke was up top and they had I think two two really nice one touch moves and Houch was involved as well and Luca hit one wide um, then we like say Trev got played for, uh, ball across from Morgs as well and he, he hit Trevor at the post and you could really feel then yeah we're more than in this game now and just the, every ball was getting competed for we weren't like we weren't perfect we weren't our best as I'd say in the up until the point we did score but we, we were we were just there was you could feel there was a much better energy about us and it was much more positive to say the least I mean and one of the things that was reiterated or was a general feeling I think amongst everybody at half time was we just got to get the next goal if we get the next goal we believe in ourselves get that next goal it's all about the next goal and get the next goal we did um, and it's a corner and Johnny Manley second attempt but he somehow gets it in the net yeah I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure how it did go in to be honest but that almost just sort of sort of I don't know yeah the way the, the way we had started the half like every ball was getting competed for and like you say that corner went in and Manley was there straight away and then he sort of I don't know, it just sort of seemed to be bundled in. Yeah. Something he headed it, bounced out back to him, and I don't know whether it came off his knee, his shin, yeah. whatever, but it, it hit somebody, but it went in. Yeah, I think the, the, the keeper caught it, but it was already like touching the net when yeah, it was yeah. behind the line. So it was, yeah, it was good just to see that sort of positive sort of force from a corner as well. Yeah. And, and, and this is the start of one of the most incredible five minutes of football I've ever seen, I have to, have to say. So. I mean, if you want to go and have a look at this in particular style, go and look at the Westfield Twitter account. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic for us, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, 
59 minutes, it's 2-1. Uh, and then literally two minutes later, um, Tim Trevitz gets a cross in and Louis Morgan's there. Yeah, yeah like you say, we were just... You know, sometimes you say, oh, they could have scored. Well, <laughs> it was one of those when every time we went forward, we did score. And, uh, yeah, we were playing some... I wouldn't say we were playing, like, incredibly attractive football, but we were just we were just getting the ball in the right area. Yeah. Like the intensity say, we, was we, better, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we were just... Right. We were competing for everything, and we were just there. And we were... I think they were all sat on the back foot, thinking, oh, we're in, we're in a game here. And we were, we were on top of them. We hounded them, to be fair. So, two all... Uh, two minutes after the first goal and literally another minute later it's another corner Malik slots at home Louis Morgan's claiming it <coughs> we don't care we're 3-2 up yeah I mean it was a great it was a great finish from Malik and Louis can say he got on the end of it but I'm not having that <laughs> <laughs> I think Mal, Mal dropped in the box and whereas in the first half a few things dropped in and nobody pounced on it Malik was there and he made he made no doubt that was going in the back of the net and he blazed it in didn't he and another minute later, incredibly, it's a lovely move. It's a great ball from Louis Morgan. Nick Voss has come on as a sub, through and, and a fantastic finish in the bottom, far bottom corner. Oh, we couldn't do anything wrong at that point, could we? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just like everything we did just went straight through. And I don't know if they were a little bit shell-shocked by the way we sort of came out a completely different side. And they were probably expecting the team that played the first half to come out, but it was... A, 11 subs at half time probably and they just uh, yeah they just got caught out didn't they really absolutely I mean one of the most incredible five minutes we've gone from 2-0 down to 4-2 up in five minutes it's it's you know yeah. fabulous thing to watch and, and like you say it was the way we started the half it was a different game they were all of a sudden they were worried about us and the, getting that first goal like we said half time was, was the key because all of a sudden it, it changed yeah. it changed them didn't it and they're, the way they played yeah. and their heads dropped and when it was 2 all they dropped and 3-2 got lower and lower and lower and it was just coming and coming and coming in more goals and you felt we just score every time yeah I think we've got I've got to credit the players quite a bit actually this season just on the whole like we have had games where we've not been at our best and we've not played well and we've, we've conceded on several occasions from floppy, sloppy mistakes but we've on the whole this whole season we've, like, we have remained positive and we've always gone out of teams and we've always believed that we have enough ability going forward to always outscore teams and I think it showed like there once we got a sniffer that the goal was there we were, we were taking every, every moment we got and, and then uh, we did get a you know Incredibly, we had to wait 12 minutes for another goal. I mean, I mean, what on earth were we playing at for 12 yeah, minutes? But the coming from the crowd at that point. <laughs> yeah. But a, a fine finish from Louis Morgan, sort of, I don't know, what was it, 20, maybe 22 yards out, something like that? Yeah, I'll let him claim this one. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a cracking finish. He just sort of cut inside, didn't he? Got it on his left foot and he made no, no mistake with that one. It was thunderbolt and it was... Long, almost long, just off the ground, yeah. wasn't it? And it just flew into the side net and great finish. Lo- lovely to watch that finish, I've got to say. Um, at this point, I mean, Jamie Green, who was sort of struggling a little bit with an injury, he had a, he was put through and had a fabulous chance, but for some reason he decided to try and chip it instead of just shooting normally and yeah. passing it into the net. Maybe I don't know. it was a little bit suspicious this uh, groin injury because the only because uh, we made all three subs, the only out- outcome for, was for him to go up front, <laughs> which you know we know Flem likes to try and get on the score sheet every now and then, and then uh, yeah he uh, he got played through and he tried to. Uh, Cap it off with a ridiculous thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like taking a penalty, but the, the keeper just stands there and saves it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was closer to the corner flag in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, for a little bit, he was playing better when he was injured, wasn't he? Or claiming to be injured, I'm not sure. Um, so, 
he did miss that chance. Flem then went off. Uh, we we played with ten men for a while. Um, they did attack and pulled one back. And yeah, I mean, it, it, fair play to them to keep him going, really. Yeah, I think the game point. just became once all those goals came in such quick succession, didn't it? And the fifth, and I think we came a little bit complacent and thought game set match. We were just done, and we were we were. I thought we were comfortably seeing the game out as well. We weren't really like. I don't know, we weren't wasteful in possession, we were keeping it well enough and we were keeping it in a good area. They weren't getting in behind us at all, but this the third goal did just come out of nothing and it was a weak shot as well from the edge of the box. So it's, it's, yeah, and it certainly made the, uh, the last ten minutes a bit nervier than they should have been. Yeah, so sort of Flem came back onto, let's call it hobble around or, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. But we, we saw out the game and, and one of the... I was going to say highlight. It's not a highlight at all, but one of the funny things, I guess, with a with a minute to go, was was the red card for one of the Westfield players. I guess just frustration brought over. Yeah, you could see he was boiling up most of the game, and I think uh, it, it certainly became a bit frustrating for him at the end. And uh, Houch nicked past him, and he decided to retaliate on Houch, <laughs> who uh, who said. Um, has had that happen to him in pre-season and uh, after the last result Houch was happy to stay out of the way of that one <laughs> he just literally booted Houch and got a red card for it which is fair enough if we're honest about it and, although it's one of those where you always wonder whether the referee's going to try and decide it's a yeah yeah whether the referee's going to decide it's a trip and book him or whether he should do like he does he just kicked him which is a sending off and he was, he was quite right in my view but there we go so great comeback, uh, great day in, uh, overall in the end. Uh, and next round we've been drawn at home again and we've got Winscombe. So we're we looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, another side we know very little about. But like, <laughs> I keep emphasising the players, you can't go into these games and have sloppy performances and get away with it. We will get caught out eventually. And we certainly in this tournament we need to show a much better performance. I don't know why against the Somerset sides we just seem to have a more of a relaxed attitude and we make real hard work out of these games so hopefully we'll take this one seriously and we'll make sure we, we see it off the way we should do okay so just to give you all an update on the league table uh, we are currently in third we have played nine we have 21 points above us are gillingham town they also have 21 points they're above us in goal difference but they have played 11 so we're slightly with our games in hand we've got potential to go second obviously and top of the pile obviously at the minute are Hamrek who have played 10 and won 10 and are absolutely flying as the things stand uh, so that's good and again Harry this week we're in cup action again it's the League Cup though Dorset Premier League Cup and we're away at Wareham it's not been a happy hunting ground for us in recent years no I mean we had, we've had the one defeat in the last three years but the other two games have been very narrow wins and they've certainly been entertaining games as well I think going back three years when Steve Flynn we were yeah. up, went back to all and Steve Flynn scored a 92nd minute winner which was certainly an exciting day and then last year we nicked it 2-1 did we or 3-1 uh, last, did we draw did we, did we draw last no, no we won we definitely won it was close though wasn't yeah. it, was it okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I should say it's not maybe less than have a happy underground but we always struggle yeah yeah. It's, ne- it's never an easy game down there I think the pitch doesn't suit us at all and it's a certainly a different, difficult place to go and this is a tournament that we've had a lot of success in the last two years back to back final so we certainly want to make that three in a row absolutely ok the under 18s have had a few games as well since uh, we last talked they had a game against Wemden at uh, home um, in the end we, we won that game but um, we made it difficult 1-0 up uh, from, through a goal from Lewis Trusson and 
were on top in the second half really and it was it looked like the game was almost just going to peter out into a 1-0 victory but out of nothing Wendon had about three or four chances in the space of two minutes and I've got to say uh, congratulations to Luke in goal who pulled off two of the most fantastic saves I've ever seen in the flesh <laughs> one from a point blank header from the corner how he got it over the crossbar I will never know and then from the resultant corner ball going right in the corner how he tips around the post again I will never know but the pressure did tell in those few minutes they did get an equaliser but fair play to the lads storming back uh, Tom Jarvis managed to toe punt the ball against the post and then a couple of minutes later he managed to toe punt one into the net so we came out 2-1 victors in that they then played Backwell and won 4-0 with goals from Tom Jarvis again with two Lewis Trusson and Connor Sharp and unfortunately the last at the weekend just gone we played Wincanton uh, away again a bit of a recurring theme this last weekend with the reserves having to cancel uh, they went away to Wincanton with a 12-man squad with two goalkeepers in that squad uh, Lewis Trusson get injured after 10 minutes so we've got a goalkeeper playing outfield for 80 minutes Luke played the, the sort of 35 minutes in the first half and then went in goal and Gabe played up front for the 45 minutes of the second half and despite dominating the game just couldn't quite find a way through uh, maybe it was obviously some of the players missing that wasn't quite there the finishing touch but uh, a disappointing draw but given the fact that we were down to, down to 12 and a couple of goalkeepers in the squad maybe not the worst result in the world going forward Okay, right guys, so I've got a couple of things for you. One, I just need to talk about my favourite stat from, a, from, a, from of late. This is going back a couple of weeks now because, because we haven't recorded for a while. So a couple of weeks ago, Man City managed to stick eight past Watford. Okay. Uh, Delafeu, all aware of him, the Watford player. He played 77 minutes of that game. He had... In that game, he managed to complete 13 passes, and eight of them were from kickoff. <laughs> what an impact! He can be really happy with his performance that day, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, not a lot to say about that. Don't get me started on Man City, Phil. It's too early on. Right, okay. Just a point. It, it made me chuckle when I saw it. That's all. Right. So now I have got something to ask you about. So I, I've heard a, heard a situation. It's been on the, the Guardian Weekly Football Cup football podcast raised by a journalist called Jonathan Wilson. Um, he, they've, they've talked about this and called it the Wilson scenario. I'm going to call it the handball paradox, which I think is a miles better name. So I think we win on this front. So I don't feel bad about regurgitating it for hours. So guys, right, let's, let's talk through this. For example, the corner comes into the box against a defending team. Somebody drops around, somebody shoots... And the ball hits the defender's hand. The defender's hands are by his sides. They're in a natural position. Therefore, no handball. It drops to the ground, bounces up. That defender hoofs it 80 yards at the pitch. Striker runs onto it, goes through and scores. Therefore, it's handball when they build up to a goal. Because any handball when they build up to a goal is handball. So you can't give the goal because it's handball in the build-up. But you can't give a penalty because he's blocked a shot and his hands are in a natural position. But you can't get the goal, but you can't give a penalty. What happens, what happens now? Restart with a drop ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, well, that's surely... That's a stupid ball now. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you, they've, the FA's trying to make it so it's clear and obvious and VAR and... There's just so many areas that people have not thought out yet, haven't they? We don't they? have the AR on the Dorset League, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, I just think it's, it's a bit over the top now. It's, for me, if it's, 
in an unnatural position it's his hand is handball if it's not it isn't that's it yeah, that but, should be it but if his hand's not in an unnatural position when he handballs it but any handball when the attacking is a handball I mean what happens, what happens in this situation mm. Gibbo probably said drop ball or tough <laughs> either one I mean they probably even themselves how, how, out if it's like a big are you saying that like, to the defender who's handballed it and then has he hoofed it clear and made put yeah. a player clear but, I mean when he, when he handballs it he's in the act of mm. defending yeah but when he hoofs it, he's in the act of attacking. I'm sure they've written into the rules. Like, <laughs> I don't reckon they have. If you're 95 yards away from goal, then you're technically not involved in the, uh, the, the build-up to the goal. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that, that's a perfect example of how ridiculous the rules are at the moment, though, aren't they? Okay. Right, final question. Jake, um, how do you handcuff a one-armed man? Crikey. <laughs> Put it around his one wrist, I suppose. Yeah, but, I mean, what's what's to stop him running away? You just handcuff him to something else. Oh, handcuff, right. handcuff, to yourself? handcuff him to his ankle. Oh, well done, Harry. There you go. Well, he's got a false leg. <laughs> Do it to the other ankle. <laughs> <laughs> what happens <laughs> if you're not aware he's got a false leg? You put him on. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting away, isn't he? <laughs> no, I. I uh, that's, that's actually that's just remind, I didn't mean this but it's just reminding me of someone uh, we did know a guy years and years ago had a false leg he got um, had a police tag put on him to monitor his whereabouts they tagged his false leg so he just took it off and left it home <laughs> so he, was, he was always at home when he should have been fantastic anyway on that note thank you very much for listening uh, this weekend the first team travelled to Wareham as mentioned in the League Cup our record at Wareham of late uh, is um, maybe not the best we've had some wins but our performance has been, it been patchy and we'll certainly need to be on pop, top form to progress in this competition in the senior league it's the last year's top two facing off at Alvington as our reserves host Mir this one has got a classic written all over it so please get down to Alvington and support us if you can and on Sunday the under 18s travel to Priory Pumas who to be honest aside I know nothing about so good luck to the under 18s we are available on Apple Google Spotify and all good podcast providers please subscribe and give us a nice rating if you'd like to get in touch we'd love to hear from you please use the hashtag WSFCpod and we will respond to your questions I'd like to thank Jake Coons and Harry Gibbs for their time this evening and we hope to see you all at Alberton soon. Thanks for listening.